UConn is talking Big 12 to football recruits, and San Diego State gets shut down by the Mountain West. I'm Pete Mundo, HeartlandCollegeSports.com. It is always good to be here with you. Thanks for joining us for another show. As always, as you roll through the show on YouTube, on the podcast, we appreciate you being here, and we would love it if you would take 30 seconds of your time now or after the show and hit that five-star rating, subscribe to the show, leave us a review if you're on iTunes, and we'll hook you up with a free Heartland College Sports koozie. That's all you have to do. Rate, review, subscribe. Send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com, and that koozie is all yours. And for proof, there you go. You're looking at it right now on YouTube. Appreciate you guys. Thanks so much. Keep that beer cold on the lake at the beach this summer. So let's start with UConn. Did you see what this uh, report was? We wrote about it over the weekend at heartlandcollegesports.com covering the Big 12. So uh, UConn got this huge football recruit to commit to the Huskies. Six foot six quarterback from Texas. His name is Cole Welliver. And he's the highest rated recruit in the Jim Mora era. And according to Cole himself, the quarterback, this is not some report from somewhere else. This is from the quarterback who committed to UConn. He told the Hartford Current the idea of U- of UConn moving to the Big 12 was brought up on his visit. He said, quote, they were talking about the Big 12 and moving to the Big 12, saying how if it does go through, how such a big deal that would be for all the players and the school. So you've got UConn football hyping up the Big 12 to top-tier recruits to try to land them. Now, the player himself, Welliver, did confirm the Big 12 rumors served as merely a cherry on top. It was not the reason that he ended up picking UConn. But he said, you know, it was nice to kind of have that as part of the conversation as well. It was a great added bonus. And by the way, how could it not be? So I don't know if UConn's just blowing smoke. I don't know if Jim Mora and his staff are just kind of like, hey, let's just tell the players that uh, we might be in the Big 12, right? Kind of like when you start dating a girl and you say, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm probably due to buy a new Ferrari sometime next year. I just got to, you know, save a little bit more, but I should be there in no time. I'm looking at a Ferrari, you know, fall of... 2024, maybe spring of 25, depending how the next year and a half plays out for me. You know those guys, right? I mean, they're massive tools, but you know them. I don't know what UConn's play is here. I have no idea. I just know this. They're telling it to people. They're saying to people, hey, we might be in the Big 12. They're telling top recruits from Texas (laughs) that they might be in the Big 12 and how big of a deal that would be for the players and the school itself. So here's, here's the thing. Here's what I believe is probably going on at UConn. I believe that UConn football and many in the administration probably want to go to the Big 12, if there's an invite that's out there, and we don't even know that yet. And the basketball folks do not. The basketball folks know that staying in the Big East has been good for their brand. It's been better for UConn to stay in the Big East. So, and they just won a national championship in the Big East. So I got to imagine that Danny Hurley and that staff at UConn are probably saying, we got St. John's, we got Villanova, Providence, Georgetown. That's our bread and butter. 
That's when we're at our best. We tried the American Athletic Conference. It was a debacle. We don't want to go back to it. But the football program is out there saying, we want to play Oklahoma State. We want to play K-State. We want to play TCU and Baylor and Texas Tech. And they can recruit Texas in a way they never could have thought of, never could have imagined. And now they got six foot six quarterbacks like Cole Welliver coming in. And they're apparently saying, according to him, that they would consider or that, you know, who knows what will happen. Maybe we'll be in the Big 12 by the time you get here. You never know. That's pretty, that's pretty wild stuff. That is pretty wild stuff. So we don't know where Brett Yormark is on this. We don't know where the Big 12 is on this. We do know, according to multiple reports, that many in the Big 12 are not sold on adding non-Power 5 schools. That would be Gonzaga. That would be UConn. They're just not sold on it yet. And I don't blame them. Because, by the way, here's what has not been talked enough about. Per the TV contract, if the Big 12 adds Power 5 schools, then the money is inconsequential. It's going to be about $31 million per school when the new TV deal kicks in in 2025. If they add a Power 5 school, essentially ESPN and Fox just kick in another $31 million for that new school. If they add a school that's not a Power 5 school, what happens is that then they essentially have to share some of that money because ESPN and Fox are not going to pony up an extra $31 million for a school that is not already Power 5. So that's what makes this difficult for a school like UConn. UConn would basically have to potentially take less money to get invited, and we've seen that potentially play out in power conferences, and I don't think it works. I think you want everybody on the same page. You want everybody with the same amount of money. You want everybody swimming in the same direction, one for all, all for one. That's when conferences are most cohesive, and that's when they're at their best. I don't think you want to say, hey, UConn, you can come in, but you're going to make $15 million instead of 31 Hey, uh, Gonzaga, you come in, you'll make $10 million instead of 31 It's going to be more than they're making right now, through their you know basketball deals, but is it the kind of money and is it enough to keep everybody happy? That's always the question when you start staggering payouts. And that's the big question right now with this whole deal. So this is, is this possibly just smoke and mirrors? Is it possibly just a negotiating tactic? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, Rob points this out right now on YouTube Live. Rob comments on here, Pete, this is exactly why UConn and San Diego State are not getting Big 12 invites. Brett Yormark is talking to them as a warning sign for the four corner schools. That would be the Arizona schools and um, Utah and Colorado. Brett Yormark is basically saying, wait too long and we'll fill your spot with UConn. I, maybe. I mean, I can't confirm or deny that either way. That could be what your mark is doing. But I do think that there's a lot of planted strategic reports that are being leaked and being put out there right now. And I do agree with Rob that there's some of that that's going on, right? But here's the thing. We've been hearing for months about the Big 12 potentially landing somebody. Who's it going to be? Who's first? Is it Colorado? It still seems like Colorado's the first shoe to drop here for the Big 12 conference. I agree. It certainly seems like that's the case. But at some point, something's got to move here. I, and I'm looking at my watch. You know, you can't see me do that if you're listening on the podcast. I don't even have a watch on, by the way, as YouTube can see right now. 
Uh, nope, don't wear a watch, not a watch guy. I don't like anything on my hands or wrists. I mean, I wear my wedding ring. I'm not right now because I'm sitting in my own basement in my own studio doing this, so not too worried. Um, but I don't like any kind of, ugh, I don't like it. I like as little on me as possible when it comes to jewelry. Sorry, I wear clothes, don't worry. But um, anyway, yeah, I, it's like we're waiting. We're sitting in this waiting game. Now, there are rumors out there circulating that uh, the Pac-12 may have a TV deal in front of it some point this week or next week. And that will go a long way to determining whether or not there's any viability for a future Pac-12. Or if Colorado looks at the deal and says, this is not Big 12 money, this is chump change compared to the Big 12, we're out. We're done. See you later, Pac-12. We're going. And that is why San Diego State asked for the extension. If you didn't see this report from Pete Thamel, ESPN, we told you about this uh, in our last show over the weekend. Well, two shows ago because we talked on Sunday about Bob Huggins uh, resigning, air quotes, after that debacle at West Virginia. But a couple of shows ago, it came down Friday afternoon that San Diego State gave the Mountain West Conference written notice that it intends to resign from the Mountain West. And on top of that, they were looking for a one-month extension given unforeseen delays involving other collegiate athletic conferences beyond our control. What was that about? Well, if San Diego State announces they're leaving the Mountain West before the end of this month, June of 2023, their buyout from the Mountain West is $16.5 million. On July 1, it jumps to $34 million. So it's a it's more than double if they announce to the Mountain West that they're leaving after July 1 or after June 30. That's a big, big number and a big deal. So they went to the Mountain West and they said, hey, guys, um, can we get a one-month extension? Basically saying, we don't know if the Pac-12 is going to implode or if Colorado is going to leave. And it may not happen by the end of this month. But if it does happen, we'd like to go to the Pac-12, and we don't want to pay $34 million to do it. So could you give us an extension on the lower buyout? And the Mountain West Conference told them to stick it where the sun don't shine. Which, by the way, we all knew they were going to do. It was the most predictable and obvious thing of all time. So Pete Thamel uh, reported on Monday that the Mountain West Conference sent an additional letter to San Diego State informing the school that at this time they will not approve any exceptions they requested. And why would they? Unless the folks at San Diego State have nudes of George Kleokoff, not of George Kleokoff, of the Mountain West uh, commissioner, and I don't even know who that is. I hope no one's got nudes of George Kleokoff. Uh, the Mountain West Conference commissioner, I don't even know who he is, or she is, never mind, excuse me, Gloria Navarez. Okay, this got awkward fast. But you get my point. Um, there was no way the Mountain West was ever going to extend the lower buyout for San Diego State. Why would they? There was no one. Like, why? Just to be good guys and gals? Yeah, sure. You know, you guys want to 
Another couple of weeks on the $16 million buyout before it jumps to 34 so you can leave us. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. That is completely ridiculous. It's like, you know, a, a guy saying to his girlfriend who he's already told he wants to dump, he's asking her if they can stay together for an extra month so they can keep hooking up, but he can also cheat on her in the meantime. Like, would she ever sign up for that? Would any woman in a million years sign up? No, that's the most ridiculous thing ever. Most ridiculous thing ever. So I don't know what San Diego State was thinking. I don't know where that kind of arrogance comes from. And frankly, just stupidity. And I like San Diego State. And I think they got good football. They're investing there. Obviously, very good basketball. But that was, I mean, I guess it's the old attitude of the worst they can say is no, right? But there is kind of a limit to that. There is kind of a line to it where you just say, okay, I know the worst anybody can say to you is no when you ask them a question. But then you got to think about just how dumb the question is. Once in a while, once in a while, you got to think about how dumb the question actually is. And that was a pretty dumb question coming from San Diego State. And obviously, you got a situation where the Mountain West Conference told them to take a hike. And that's exactly what they were always going to do. Always going to do this. Um, reading some of your comments here, let's jump into these on YouTube Live here on the show. Colorado has to jump now. Uh, Deion Sanders needs foot surgery. He's getting that soon. Yeah, that's not going to make an impact on whether or not they jump. Ron says, Gonzaga's a top five viewed basketball program. Both the TV networks and conference commissioner have already crunched the numbers. Well, I don't know what that means, Ron. I need a little more information on that. I, I mean, I, they play in the West Coast Conference. Nobody watches West Coast Conference basketball. So are you saying that they have highly rated games in the NCAA tournament? Is that your suggestion? And here's always been my concern about Gonzaga. What is Gonzaga basketball without Mark Few? It's a tiny school in rural Washington. Like, what is Gonzaga basketball? If Mark, God forbid, something happens to Mark Few tomorrow, what is Gonzaga basketball? I mean, it, it, okay, it may have some longevity to it, but does Gonzaga basketball stay Gonzaga basketball without Mark Few? Villanova has a much rich, richer history than Gonzaga, and Jay Wright leaves, and, you know, Villanova, I don't want to say is hitting the reset button. It's been one year, but clearly there was a drop-off when you lose a Hall of Fame caliber coach and you're not one of the Blue Bloods, Duke, UNC, Kansas, UCLA. I mean, UCLA's had its issues, Kentucky. There's a couple of them where there's no drop-off because they can do whatever they want. I don't believe Gonzaga is one of those teams. I just don't. And I don't know what they're a top five viewed basketball program in based on what. I just I don't see it. I don't think Gonzaga. And I also think Gonzaga has been a great beneficiary of playing in a bad conference where they can roll through it, stay well-rested, end up as a number one seed. And even then, you know, they've been hit or miss in the NCAA tournament. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Uh, Pete, heard the argument that San Diego State will say they did not resign. They were fired. So either they will pay $17 million or nothing. How would they get away with that? Like, you don't get fired from a conference. I mean, I, I sub, it's an interesting legal matter. I'd have to ask an attorney about that. 
But that's some stones from San Diego State. If they're basically saying we'll pay $17 million or nothing after June 30th if they ultimately end up leaving and say they were fired by the conference, I, like what judge would ever or whatever be like, yeah, that makes sense that the best program in the conference, the most desirable program in the conference would get fired by that said conference. That just makes absolutely no sense to me. No sense whatsoever. Um, I, I don't know. I, that, that would be a stunner to me. I think San Diego State's got itself in some, in some uh, trouble here. And I think that they thought by now all this would be cleared up, and it's obviously not. But frankly, there's people I've talked to around Big 12 programs who thought that all this would be cleared up by now. They thought that we'd be sitting here in late June and we would know if expansion was going to happen. And we don't. And what's holding it up is the Pac-12 TV deal. George Kliakoff basically begging the 10 members outside of USC and UCLA, begging them to wait, begging them to let him put a TV deal in front of them and then try to sell them on that said TV deal. And I think he's grasping at straws. I don't think that George Kliakoff is going to impress anybody. He's got zero um, strength in this negotiation. There's no reason for him to get anywhere close to what he wants. He's negotiating against himself. And I don't think he's going to get a good deal. And I do feel like this is inevitable. But let's be honest, it's been dragging on a lot longer than any of us ever predicted. Or any of us ever thought was going to be the case. So that's where I kind of throw my hands up and I say, all right, well, let's see what happens here. Let's see what happens. I'm Pete Mundo. Good to have you on board at heartlandcollegesports.com. Thanks as always uh, for joining us and being a part of the show. And uh, whether it's on YouTube, whether it's on the podcast, hit that subscribe button, rate, review. So appreciate you doing that. And of course, you get a free Heartland College Sports koozie when you leave a rating and a review and send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. Pete, have you ever been to Hoop Fest in Spokane, Washington? 60,000 people there. I have not. Sounds like a good time. I'm not knocking Gonzaga. I'm not. But I think it is very fair to ask the question, what is Gonzaga basketball without Mark Few? Not saying the fan base isn't into it. Not saying they can't have big, you know, events and big turnouts and everything else. But frankly, I think Gonzaga, if Gonzaga joins the Big 12, what is Gonzaga? They're not Gonzaga anymore. They're fighting to go 12 and 6 in conference play, maybe, you know, uh, 13 and 5, maybe 11 and 7. That's what they are. And then suddenly, instead of being a 1 or 2 seed in the NCAA tournament, they're a 5-6-7 seed, and then their path gets much more difficult. And then they're another solid power program, but they're not Gonzaga as we've come to know them. They're just not in the Big 12. So you got to be careful of that. UConn comes in the Big 12, and UConn holds its brand as a basketball program. Gonzaga, I'm not convinced that it does. I've never felt that way. Doug writes, Pete, just came across your show. Good stuff. Thank you very much there, Doug. Very nice of you. Appreciate that, my friend. Hope that you'll subscribe as well. 
and hook yourself up with a Heartland College Sports koozie by leaving a rating and a review on the podcast as well. And send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. So grateful for all you guys. Watch us and this channel closely. And, of course, the website. That's where all the news is going to break at heartlandcollegesports.com. We do have free forums as well on there. Go to the website, click on the members forum at the top, and um, be sure to join the conversation. I'm always interacting there as much as I can and talking to you guys there as well. So it's a great way to interact with us. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And we have some new merch that we are dropping early July when we add the four new teams. We are so excited to welcome BYU, Cincinnati, UCF, and Houston to this conference We've got new logos, new merch. There's going to be a lot happening at heartlandcollegesports.com. So thank you for being a part of the show as always. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you soon. I'm Pete Mundo. Subscribe, and we'll chat soon. Take care.